Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in Thursday edition of the program with us complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. The million dollar game is set. I didn't get a chance to watch at least live the uh, semifinal games last night, but there were some fantastic finishes with that Elam ending that we've talked a lot about over the last couple weeks. And Bleed Green, they, believe it or not, are a team of North Texas alumni for the most most part. Uh, They take on a team, Heartfire. And I'm not sure who Heartfire is. I don't think it's associated with any specific school. But kind of crazy, North Texas, you don't think of them as a power in college basketball. I mean, they've made the NCAA tournament as a mid-major program a few times. They've got some guys that I believe are playing overseas. But uh, like last year, Buffalo, a team of Buffalo, University of Buffalo alumni, won the million dollars. But tonight, a group of North Texas alums against Heartfire, uh, 7 o'clock tonight, ESPN, the million-dollar championship in the basketball tournament. So if you're missing hoops and you're wanting college and high school basketball to get here, A million dollars on the line. I mentioned this. Tonight it's in Philadelphia, by the way. But in recent years, the million-dollar game has been in Dayton. We had John Mugar on earlier in the tournament, the founder, CEO of this million-dollar event, million-dollar basketball tournament. I went to the million-dollar game with some guys a year ago in Dayton when the Buffalo team won it. And I knew zero about either team. Hadn't watched really either team leading up to the – championship game for one million but just knowing a million is on the line especially when that game got near the end and when it went to, the clock went off and the elam ending finish was in effect i mean you want to talk about being on the edge of their seat it was as good or better than any march madness game outside of following a local team uh, in a tough game a tight game down the stretch that i can remember so interesting stuff try to t- tune it in tonight a uh, million dollars on the line Uh, That is crazy to think about, but uh, the TBT championship game set for 7 o'clock tonight on ESPN. Let's look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, news, notes, headlines coming into this Thursday program. We'll take a look at some interesting connections for Liam McNeely, who is a big IU target in the 2024 class. Also, some other recruiting news for the Hoosiers a high school football note about the Silver Creek and Charlestown rivalry game coming up in just about a week and a half or so. And uh, IU women's basketball in the country of Greece right now, and they actually play their first of two games in Greece today 
at 12 p.m. And it looks like, according to social media, uh, I saw a tweet just earlier from the IU Women's Program that fans will be able to watch the game today. So just as we go off the air live, the IU women in Greece will be coming on. Later in the show, it's Thursday. Alex Bozich is out today, but Jeff Rabjohns of Peaks.com is set to join us. We have not heard from Jeff. Uh, Jeff has been busy uh, traveling the country, keeping up with all of the recruiting stuff going on. That is for sure, and he's going to be with us today as we get an update from Jeff on the very latest with IU basketball, and I'm sure that we'll get into some recruiting with Jeff as well and talk about some of his travels and what he saw as the IU coaches often were at the same games he was at uh, from some of these prospects that we talk about a lot here on the program. Later in the show, we'll be joined by Matt Weaver of Pigs.com as well. Matt's the IU football go-to guy, and now that the Big Ten media days have passed and we are basically a month away, actually now less than a month away, from Indiana football's debut game against Ohio State to start the season. Matt will be with us on a regular basis to talk IU football once again. So we'll welcome Matt Weaver back to the program a little bit later. And that's the lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. And don't forget the Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and send us a text, a question, a comment. It could even be your opinion, your take on something we're talking about, 502-414-1450. Let's get into the headlines for this Thursday program. Liam McNeely, a big target in the 2024 class for Indiana. Uh, We know he is at Montverde Academy. We know some of his background. We know that he is being considered already as likely a future NBA professional Uh, Many people project him to go in the 2025 NBA draft class, but what I did not realize is his whole family is basketball, Division I, high-level players all the way around. His mother played Division I college basketball. His grandfather played Division I basketball. Great-grandfather played Division I basketball, and he's got two uncles who also played Division I basketball. So Liam McNeely truly comes from a basketball family, a very athletic family, and a lot of excitement about his game and what he could bring to Indiana or whichever college program that he commits to. But Indiana seems to be in a really good spot with him. I'm not at all saying that I predict that they will land McNeely, but they definitely have a shot. Indiana in his final list. Indiana going to get another visit from uh, McNeely, and I'm sure that his family, some of these former Division I players, will be with him as well for that visit. So uh, kind of interesting to hear his background and his family's heritage in college hoops over the years, and I don't have in front of me where they all played and what 
connections they have in the sport. But when a guy comes from that kind of athletic family, that kind of basketball family, uh, that bodes well for his future. And uh, it's easy to see now why he has, in addition to his skill set, all these schools going after him and a lot of scholarship offers, even though he's narrowed down his list. Another 2024 name that we've mentioned before is wing forward Tyler Betsy. Uh, On Wednesday, he named his top seven schools, Indiana one of those schools, along with Duke, Connecticut, Alabama, Cincinnati, Creighton, and Villanova. And he told uh, a media member, I'm not sure exactly who it was, but I read the story that his visit with Coach Woodson and to Bloomington for the IU uh, visit he had was, was the best so far. So he's got visits set in September to Alabama, Duke, and Cincinnati and uh, already has visited Connecticut and Creighton. But Indiana definitely involved with Betsy. He's another name in 2024 to know as we kind of start to see things slowly playing out with some commitments and some list cuts. And now that visits are set uh, for the upcoming fall, college football home weekends are big for that. Uh, You kind of get an idea of the priority that Indiana has with some of these targets. And in reverse, you get an understanding as these guys cut their list and set college visits uh, as to their priorities as well. So we know we know some of the big names in 2024, and we'll see how they play out uh, in the coming months. I think that uh, with each week that passes, you get closer and closer to the opportunity for more and more commitments from the 2024 class. Although Flory Badunga, a couple people have asked about that at Kokomo, who's really not considering Indiana anymore. I know there was talk that he might make a decision before he got back in school for another year at Kokomo. I haven't seen anything yet from Badunga on if he's going to choose Duke like a lot of people think that he might. High school football note, Silver Creek and Charlestown. We've talked about that game. We've got the coaches from that game coming up here in future programs as we dig into high school football with week one just around the corner. I saw yesterday that Silver Creek's new stadium uh, on their campus, a multi-million million dollar project, both field and stadium, which is, of course, great uh, part of a greater construction project going on at Silver Creek. Their new stadium is going to be named Hunter Station Pizza Stadium. So it's interesting to see. We've seen this up toward Indianapolis and in other places of the country and the state as well. But it's interesting to see as high school sports uh, changes as well, more commercial opportunities, sponsors, naming rights going on basketball courts in our state and going on football stadiums in our state. So pretty cool to see that people are stepping up, helping, I'm sure, fund some of the construction and the maintenance of that field. That's essentially what a sponsorship for an athletic facility is going to do. But Hunter Station Pizza Stadium will be the name of the Silver Creek facility, which is going to open on August 18th for the uh, rivalry game against Charlestown, which is known as the Battle of Highway 403. The Battle of 403, I think, is the way that the uh, traveling trophy for that game reads. But what a way to start the year. Not only a rivalry game with a trophy on the line, it's a Mid-Southern Conference game, but also debuting a new field and a new stadium as the school year just gets back underway. It's going to be a lot of fun on that Friday night in Sellersburg. The IU women will open their action in Greece, going all the way to Greece just to play two games uh, that we know about. It's an international competition for 
the IU women. They will take on a team from Greece. I don't have any uh, idea of the background on who they're going to play or what their makeup is, but Indiana getting some practices, getting some travel. I'm sure a lot of team building and fun as well. And, of course, what a, what a country to be in Greece to, to sightsee and play some hoops. But they will get their basketball portion of that trip underway at noon Eastern time here in the United States today uh, against a Greece team. So we'll see how things go for them. But IU women, a lot of excitement about their upcoming season. Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Looking ahead to our Friday show, don't forget the new New Albany coach, Jason Jones, who most recently coached in Kansas the last number of seasons. He will be with us in segment two. I know a lot of people are intrigued by the hire. He's a name that we've never heard of before. He's not from the local area, but he's got a basketball resume coaching in a number of states over the years across the country, Kansas and Florida and Colorado and others. And now he'll make his debut in Indiana. He was hired one day before classes start and is uh, learning the lay of the land in New Albany as he gets his team together for the early season workouts that are allowed. And uh, definitely uh, look forward to talking with Coach Jones and learning more about him coming up. He'll be with us Friday in segment two of our program, in addition to our regular guests that are with us Fridays as well. That's Dylan Wallace and Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back. Jeff Rabjohn's scheduled to join the program. We'll talk IU basketball Jeff always has such great, insightful takes. We'll get his thoughts on the roster for this upcoming season. We'll talk about recruiting over the summer as well. He knows these prospects that we talk about more than any other media member that I know. And Jeff will join us in the next segment to talk about all of that and more. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Pat Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Thursday edition of the program. It's a great honor to welcome back to the program Matt Weaver, the football writer for Pigs.com. Matt has been with us for years, before, during, and sometimes after the football season to talk the very latest on IU. And Matt, I'll start with this. As we welcome you back today, um, Big Ten Media Days have happened. You know the inner workings of the IU football program as well as anyone that I know. What's your take on this Indiana team this season, and can they beat some of the <clears throat> expectations that the media has for them this year? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a tough question to answer because I, I'm, I'm not really sure what to expect just because there's so many new faces, so many transfers. Um, you know, you've got three new coaches. Um, you know, O-line coach, obviously important, and Bob Bostad, and then Matt Guerrero, who's going to be the play caller on defense, and Anthony Tucker, who's the co-OC on offense. So, you know, quarterback, nobody knows who's going to be the guy. 
Um, you know, the secondary is completely rebuilt, and, and that was a position group that really struggled last year. And now you got a whole bunch of new faces. Um, so, you know, I, I think there's some talent there. I like what they've done in the portal. Um, you know, the, the keys to me, and it's always going to come down to how they play up front, but then obviously quarterback is such an important position, the most important position on the field. You know, who's going to win the job, and, and can they play above their experience level? Because both guys, Taven Jackson and Brendan Sorsby, have basically no game experience whatsoever to speak of. So, you know, they're going to have to grow up really quickly, and obviously week one, the Buckeyes are coming to town, and that's going to be a tremendous challenge. Matt Weaver, Peaks.com, talking IU football. Let's talk about quarterback race. Where do things stand in the quarterback room at IU right now? Any insight, any predictions, any thoughts on who could be the starter or maybe who is the leader to be the starter in this race? You know, early in spring, I would if you would ask me, I would have said Taven Jackson. Late in spring, I would have maybe leaned towards Brendan Sorsby. I think it's, I think it's pretty much a dead heat. I mean, day by day, one guy may pull ahead a little bit, but <clears throat> not, not to the extent where you're ready to say he's the guy. Um, you know, I think this is going to go on for a couple more weeks, and they'll probably name a starter, uh, you know, a week and a half, maybe two weeks before the, the Ohio State game. So, you know, I, 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 at the end of the day, I lean towards Taven Jackson, but maybe that's because he's the in-state guy and he's the higher-rated guy and he's the brother of Trey Jackson Davis. Those, those aren't the reasons to pick him, but those kind of stick out. And, and um, you know, I just, I, you know, I really like the way he throws the ball and he can also run. So I kind of lean towards them, but I won't, I won't be shocked if Brendan Sorby wins his job. Matt Weaver, Pigs.com, giving us the preview of IU football for the upcoming season. Is there an area of strength you feel this team will have? I know there is so much unknown, but one side of the ball or another or a certain part of this team, is there an area of confidence for this team? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think on offense, I think you got a good running back group. I mean, Jalen Lucas, we've all seen what he can do as a returner. and saw, you know, flashes of it as a running back, and then Josh Henderson's back. And, um, you know, I think, they, I think they've got a nice, a nice running back room uh, on defense. Um, you know, I like what they did in the portal with the D-line. Andre Carter is le- a legit dude. I mean, he's got a chance to be, to be really good. Um, they brought in some length, um, you know, with some of these guys, uh, you know, Marcus Burris, uh, Robbie Harrison. Philip, uh, you know, Bleedy from Texas Tech, another guy who's played, uh, you know, at a high level. Um, <clears throat> so I really like that. And you, normally, the defensive line is an area where Indiana kind of struggles. You know, we'll see how they play. You got, you got to do it on the field. But on paper, I like what they've done there. I mean, Aaron Casey's a terrific player. Um, you know, the, the linebacker group has a chance. I think to be pretty good. Some other guys can step up. The biggest worry for me on defense, like I said, is the secondary. And I mentioned the running backs and offense. I think the receivers are talented. I don't know if there's a bonafide, you know, Cody Latimer type stud, but Cam Camper obviously was really good last year before getting hurt, and they've got some other guys, and, um, you know, I, like I said, I mentioned the running backs with Jalen Lucas and and, um, and uh, Josh Henderson, they brought in, the, you know, this guy from Wake Forest, Turner, he's another good back, so I think there's some good skill positions. Can the O-line perform, and can the quarterbacks, you know, take care of the ball and, and do what they have to do to get it to those those playmakers? All right, Matt Weaver, Peaks.com. Let's look at the IU schedule for the upcoming season. Uh, obviously, a tough start for the Hoosiers as they take on Ohio State. That's always a tough way to begin the year. But what what do you see? What what should the goal be for this team, or what should a fan expect when it comes to a win total? Everybody wants to get bowl eligible. That's the goal at Division One football, especially for a program like Indiana that doesn't always reach that plateau. But 
What is a legitimate win total for this team this season as you look at the Big Ten and you look at the non-conference games, the full makeup of the schedule? Well, I mean, you know, I, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I think getting six wins and getting back to a bowl game is is doable, but it's going to be tough. I mean, this is they play in the toughest. We've talked about this over the years. They play in the toughest division, arguably, in college football, the Big Ten East. Every year you're, look, you're kind of staring down the barrel of three losses before your season even starts to Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. So you got you kind of got nine ga- nine games to get six wins, and so there's those games that you kind of have to have. You know, I mean Louisville at the at the uh, Lucas Oil is a big game. Um, you know, when you play Maryland, that's not going to be easy. They, they they've got you know they've got the quarterback back um, Talua. Um, they're going to be dynamic offensively, and that's on the road. Um, Rutgers at home is obviously a big game. Wisconsin at home could be a big game. Add Illinois, Michigan State, Purdue. Those are those kind of toss up games. I mean, you kind of assume Indiana State and Akron you could get those. So, you know, there's going to be, what, you know, four, five, six games, you know, seven games where you kind of, you know, uh, if not more, where you, you need to maybe steal a road win or, or get a game against a team where you're probably going to be the underdog. Maybe not a huge underdog, but an underdog nevertheless. So, you know, I think six wins is doable, but it's, you know, you've, it's going to be tough. I mean, this, this, is a, this is a brutal schedule, and he has got one of the toughest schedules in the country every year, and, and you know, Obviously, it'll soften some in 24, but until then, you got to try to get six wins this year and hopefully get back to a bowl game. Matt, as the ups and downs of this program has experienced uh, in recent seasons, how is recruiting continuing for Tom Allen and the staff? And I know Coach Allen really spent a lot of time at Big Ten Media Days talking about the program's additions from the transfer portal this offseason. How do you score Indiana's success navigating the portal this offseason? I think they do a fantastic job. I mean, they 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 got a lot of guys that um, were coveted by other Power Five programs. <clears throat> you know, they got guys that <clears throat> guys going to the portal for all different kinds of reasons. And, and portal recruiting, recruiting in general is really hard. Portal recruiting is incredibly difficult because it's like speed dating. You're you're trying to pick, you know, for lack of a better comparison, you're trying to pick a wife in like two weeks. You know, that's kind of tough to do. Um, obviously, this isn't a, a lifetime relationship, but this is you know this is a big deal, and you got to do it in a really short amount of time. And um, you know, they I think they've done a good job. Now, not all the reporter guys have worked out. Obviously, we saw last year Connor Bazelak did not work out. It, it just happens, and obviously, unfortunately, was at the most important position on the field. Um, but I think overall, they've done a good job considering you know the, the things you have to navigate to try to find guys that fit your program and your culture. And I think they've done a good job. Now, you know, ask me in four months. They're, they, you know, my, my mind might change on how this portal group uh, pans out. But right now, on paper, I like what they brought in. And like I said, they've got some guys who have a chance to really come in and make a huge impact on this team and help them get some wins. Matt, high school football getting ready to get underway across the country. Indiana, we're uh, basically a couple weeks away, week and a half away from the start of Friday Night Lights. How is in-state recruiting, and in general, as we get ready for this high school season, we focus on Clark and Floyd counties globally in our area, but how good's the state right now as far as its high school prospects and uh, teams for the upcoming season? Oh, I think, you know, I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, without looking closely at the rankings, I would think it's probably a pretty, you know, pretty similar year to most years. There's some years where Indiana will be kind of loaded with players, and then maybe some years where they're not as loaded. Um, you know, for 24, um, I would probably consider probably a pretty, you know, normal year for, for as far as talent. You know, as far as Indiana, they've got, um, let's look in here, 
Damola Ajani from Speedway is an in-state commit. Christian Peterson from Carmel is an in-state commit. Uh, Evan Lawrence from Danville is another one. So they got three guys. My guess is they're probably done. Off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody in state that's still out there that they um, that they would be after. But um, you know, I, I think you know for Indiana, in-state recruiting is just kind of a <clears throat> it can be excuse me it can be up and down. You know, so it's it's you know it, it just depends. I actually for twenty four looking over the list, this was actually a strong year. There's a number of guys: two guys to Ohio State, a guy to Georgia, two guys to Notre Dame. So the top of this class, a guy to Michigan. Um, so the top of this class was really, really strong in Indiana. So it's it's a little bit of a bummer that maybe you miss out on some of those guys. But you know, it, it, when you come off six and eighteen over the past two years, and in, and in-state recruits already have kind of a, a you know jilted view of the program growing up here, and you know how people kind of uh, you know look at Indiana football. The one thing that's going to cure it is winning. It's going to take sustained winning. Two years in a row is great, but you need to do it for a longer period of time to really, in my opinion make a serious dent with some of these top guys in the state. Matt Weaver, Pigs.com, IU football, the discussion. Also want to get your thoughts on the Big Ten. I know that the Big Ten East with Michigan, uh, Penn State, Ohio State, always tough for Indiana. There's hope, and I know Coach Allen shares this hope. We've discussed about it, talked about what he said at the Big Ten Media Day opportunity that next year with the addition of UCLA and USC, that uh, maybe the schedule in some ways, depending on assignments, gets a little easier for Indiana. But with that said, what's the Big Ten like this year? Who's the big dog? Who are the teams that could do the most damage? Give us your overview of the Big Ten Conference about a month out from the season. Well, obviously in the East, it's going to be Michigan and Ohio State. And, and um, you know, I think I think Michigan's a team to beat. You know, they've, they've, they've taken care of Ohio State the last couple of years. And until, you know, They've kind of turned the table. Obviously, Ohio State kind of, you know, ruled the roost there for a really long time. And so, you know, I think I think they're the team to beat. On the other side, you know, I think I think the hire of the year in college football was Luke Fickle at Wisconsin. I, I think he's a phenomenal coach. I think what he did at Cincinnati was terrific. I know they had a ton of success before him through, through a number of different coaches. But I think he took him to a level they've never been to. I think he's going to make Wisconsin a premier program again. Not that they were bad, but they had slipped a little. So I like I like Wisconsin in the West. Um, you know, I think Iowa will be right up there. I think Minnesota's probably going to be pretty good. Um, you know, Illinois has obviously gotten better under Bielema. You know, Purdue to me is is a question mark just because obviously they've changed coaches and they went from an offensive guy to a defensive guy, and he's never been a head coach before. So it's kind of hard to say. I think Matt Rule getting Nebraska back, but they're probably a year or two away. And then, obviously, there's all kinds of problems in Northwestern. Um, so, um, but I would say Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, you know, and then I think Wisconsin could get in that in that group and be one of the big dogs this year. All right, Matt Weaver, Pigs.com. Glad to have you back. I know when Matt's with us, it's either about to be college football season or it is, and we'll look forward to having more of these conversations coming up. Okay, Matt. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good have a good week. All right, Matt Weaver, Pigs.com. If you're excited about college football and you're a diehard Indiana football fan, you got to follow Matt and his work at Pigs.com and on social media. He is outstanding, the best in the business when it comes to IU football. That's going to wrap things up for this Thursday program. We will be back on Friday. Don't forget the new New Albany coach, Jason Jones, is going to be with us in segment two tomorrow so a busy show coming up on friday and uh, again if you missed the live show you can always find us as a podcast 
All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison wherever you listen to podcasts, and you will find us there. Have a great Thursday. Back with you Friday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Thank you.